afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Lore Beyond the Grave. My name is Cecilia, and listen, I've been sick, and that's why I didn't record the last week's episode, so I'm sorry for that. I was assuming you guys didn't want to hear my voice because it was rough. Today, I'm finally feeling better, and as I went to record this episode, I faced a lot of challenges. And I'm not a tech-savvy person, so I was going through it, and it took me a good three hours to figure it out, and once I thought I figured it out, I started recording today's podcast. And then, come to find out, it was not recording my voice through the mic. It was recording my voice through my laptop. So when I played back, I got a good 15 minutes into the episode, and when I played it back, I could hear that it was recording through my laptop. So then I had to restart my computer and re-download my my software for my audio interface and it was just so much but we're here now we're present now and I have a pretty good episode for you guys today so today I wanted to talk about a tv show that is very famous wife swap and if you've never heard or seen it basically wife swap is families swapping wives for two weeks the first week wives have to live by the rules written down from the old wife And the second week, the new wife gets to make the rules for the family to live by. After the two weeks, the families then meet for the first time and discuss how the weeks went. That's just a short summary. If you haven't seen it, you should check it out. It gets pretty crazy, especially the families that the producers decide to swap out. It's always the completely opposite families, so it definitely causes some drama used to watch this show a lot and also Super Nanny I watched a lot. I'm not sure what my fascination was with Super Nanny, but I literally used to binge watch it when I was younger. Anyways, we are talking about a very specific episode of Wife Swap today. It's the Stockdale vs. Tonkovic family. I believe it's season 4, episode 14, if I'm not mistaken. And this isn't your usual episode of Wife Swap. I mean, it is, but there's a very dark story that arises years later after the episode airs, and that's what we're going to talk about today. On April 23rd, 2008 is when the Stockdale and Tonkovic family episode aired. The Stockdales were from Ohio and had a family van, and they were fairly strict. The parents, Kathy and Timothy, wouldn't let their four sons listen to the radio, no TV, no video games without earning it, and even then it was supervised. The children weren't allowed to cuss, and they were kept away from anyone who was portrayed to be even a slightly bad influence. So they were extremely sheltered, it seems like. They had no real connection to the outside world because their mother wanted to keep them away from everything. Calvin was the oldest son, and then it goes Charles, then Jacob, who we're going to be focusing on a lot throughout this story, and then James. The father, Tim, worked on a farm, and Kathy was a stay-at-home mom who homeschooled her children. They would have a set menu for dinner every week and only foods from their farm. No outside or processed food was allowed. So when I tell you these people were sheltered, they were sheltered. They had no real idea of anything that would go on in the outside world. They weren't even allowed to play sports because of how competitive they thought it was. 
course, growing up in this kind of bubble is going to cause some complications because the children aren't going to know what it's like to do normal things like hang out with their friends, go out to eat, travel, explore different cultures, and really live those childhood experiences. I mean, they literally lived in their own little bubble on their plot of land. And it's just so sad to think about. Like, these poor children didn't even know how to have fun. They didn't know how to play with one another. All they knew was work on the farm. Family put in place reward tokens. Anytime the children would do their chores without complaining and they would work hard, they would receive one token. You could trade these tokens to watch a movie, listen to the radio, or eat a piece of gum. But in order to get these prizes, it would cost them quite a few tokens depending on what prize they wanted in exchange for the prize slash reward. Stockdale family had a family band, and the children were very talented. They would play at several venues and restaurants, and Jacob was very experienced when playing the fiddle. Kathy was also the band manager, so if having control over the rest of her children's life wasn't enough, she had control over the band as well. Now, in 2007 is when the family was offered to appear on Wife Swap. At first, Kathy declined this offer until the producers offered them a lump sum of money. Jacob was 15 at the time that this was going on. Kathy would have to go to Northern Illinois. The family they would be swapping with was the Tonkovic family. Now, the Tonkovic family shared very different perspectives. Lori and her husband, John, were more laid back and wanted their children, T. Vic and Megan, to experience life through the good and the bad. They partied a lot at their home and they were constantly drinking. They didn't have any set chores or schedules so oftentimes the house would be a mess and not cleaned until someone felt like doing so. We clearly see that these two families are completely opposite with their morals and the way they live life. So it makes for such a chaotic episode of Wife Swap. I stated the wives would write down their rules and day-to-day lives for the new wife to live by for the first week and I mean when I was watching this episode it seemed like both of these women basically had a heart attack they live on completely different ends of the spectrum during their time on wife swap it became very apparent that the sons of the Stockdale family were not complying with the new laid-back rules And you have to remember, this is how they grew up their whole life. So, of course, it would be hard to break those morals even just a little bit. I personally think Jacob freaked out the most. He was really worried about these new rules and how his parents would react, and it was just, it was bad. I mean, you can tell that during this episode, Lori has a lot of empathy for these young kids and feels bad for them seeing how sheltered they are. But towards the end, the kids did open up a lot more to Lori's new rules and actually went on dates. They also played video games and even created a rap song for their band. And I'm not really sure if the children felt that they needed to do Lori's new rules, but when she was talking to Jacob and the other, I think he was the oldest child, um, she even stated that, look, I'm not going to force you to do any of this stuff, but I would really appreciate it if you would be willing to give it a shot. And that's exactly what they did. And they came out having a great time. So not all hope is lost for these children. At the other home, the Tonkovics, 
Kathy took away the TV and video games. She made the kids do chores and even work on a farm. And it did seem as if the children really enjoyed this more than they thought they would. They even said how working on the farm made them realize you have to work hard for your money. I think Kathy's biggest complaint was that the children were sleeping in the same beds as their boyfriend and girlfriend without being a married couple. So she made them each look after baby dolls for the whole week. And surprisingly enough, there wasn't much complaining about this from the children. They were very excited when she brought them out. But then Kathy brought out a priest and asked the couples if they wanted to get married. I mean, that seems a little bit far-fetched, especially coming from Kathy because she was pregnant at the time with her oldest son and her and Tim weren't married. So, I mean, <laughs> come on. So, after the two weeks of living with the other families, the wives would now get to meet each other, and it didn't go smoothly. I mean, obviously, who would have thought that it would have gone any other way? Lori and her husband ended up walking out of the room, and that was that. The show was over. Of course, you can never fully trust reality TV shows. You never know how much is real and how much is staged. The show ended up airing in 2008, and there was a ton of controversy between the families. People were saying that the Stockdale family was abusive and that the Tonkovics were really bad parents. So we kind of got into the background of the Stockdale family and how they grew up, how the children were being raised, and the family band became extremely popular after Wife Swap aired. There were a few changes that the Stockdale family made, some of which being that they were allowed to play video games on occasion, and the two oldest were allowed to have Facebook profiles. So it wasn't completely the same after the Wife Swap episode. I mean, at least a few changes were made. But I did also hear that the oldest son already had a Facebook profile before Wife Swap, so I'm not really sure what happened with that. Like I said, you can never fully trust reality TV shows, and I'm not giving this as an excuse to, like, say that the Stockdale family is a really good family, because obviously we've seen that there is, you know, a lot of things that they do that don't seem morally correct in other people's eyes. And of course, there was a lot of controversy between them. So now we fast forward to 2017, and this is finally where Jacob is mentioned quite a bit. The two oldest sons, they went to college and they got married. Jacob is now 25, and he still lives with his parents, Kathy and Tim. He was the only one in his family to not go to college. He devoted all of his time to the family farm and continued to play in the family band, which was renamed Stockdale Brothers, because only Jacob and the youngest child, James, continued to do gigs. The other two brothers just had really busy lives and couldn't make it to practice or any of the shows. Which, honestly, good for them. I'm glad that they adventured out and 
made the most of their lives from what we know and kind of, you know, got away, if that makes sense. Now, here is when things start to go downhill. So, June 15th, 2017, the local police department got a 911 call that traced back to the Stockdale home. And the caller didn't say anything to the operators. It was just dead silence and breathing. So police went to investigate the home just to make sure that everything was okay. I mean, it's possible that someone might have called 911 by accident and just hung up. But just to be on the safe side, they went to go check it out. And when they arrived, some neighbors said that they heard gunshots coming from the residence. But again, they live out in the country. It's not abnormal to hear gunshot noises. So, as they go up to the home, they arrive at the front door and they hear another gunshot from inside. So, at that point, they know something is not right. Jacob was found at the front door bleeding a lot with a shotgun beside him. James was also found in a different area of the house. He was in a pool of blood with gunshot wounds all over his body. The police then go through more areas of the house just to make sure nobody else was in there, and when they came upon the bathroom, they found Kathy bleeding profusely from gunshot wounds. Nobody in the home was conscious when police arrived. It was very clear that Jacob was the one who shot his mother and brother and then shot himself in the head, but as to why, we are unclear. Shockingly enough, when paramedics arrived, they found that Jacob was still alive. He was then rushed to the hospital where they found obviously life-threatening injuries, but also injuries that would impact the rest of his life. When the rest of the family found out about what happened, of course they were heartbroken. Thankfully, the father Tim wasn't home when all of this happened. $32,000 were raised for Jacob to help with his surgery and treatments that give him the chance to survive. He was also left with permanent damage to his left eye and could no longer see out of it. Finally, after Jacob made his recovery, he was 26 years old when he was charged with the murder of his mother and brother. And during the time he was being charged and asked questions, he did not say a word. He would not give detectives any answers to their questions. It was almost like Jacob was living in his own world and like not able to hear anyone else because he didn't even flinch. He didn't give a glance or any type of weird look to any of the questions. He was just blank and completely silent the whole time. During Jacob's trial, he was found not guilty by reason of insanity. As he was unfit to stand trial, he got moved to a psychiatric hospital where he tried to escape two times, both times being unsuccessful. But once he was found fit in the psychiatric hospital, the state then said that he was fit to stand trial and this all happened in 2020. But this is also obviously when COVID started and everything got pushed back a whole year. But finally, when his pretrial came in March 2021, he pleaded not guilty, which kicked off his actual trial. But this time, a few days before his trial, he pled guilty, which then the case was, I guess you could say, complete. 
Jacob was sentenced to 15 years per murder, which makes it 30 consecutive years in prison. And this is a good time to mention that the father, Tim, originally asked for the lightest sentence possible. So it's clear that at least Tim, I don't know about the rest of the family, but Tim forgave his son. And honestly, that's something I really expected, especially from this family. They seem pretty closely knit no matter what their where their morals stand. They seemed like a very, very close family. I mean, yes, it is kind of strange, but at the same time, you can never tell a grieving family what they should do. Tim did what he felt best, and at the end of the day, Jacob is still his son and a brother. The brothers even stated that they forgave him for what he did, and they just wanted him to be okay. Lori Tonkovic actually made a statement when she found out about these murders, and she stated on TMZ, When I switched the rules and I was going to let them have fun, let them have television and video games and experience life a little bit, Jacob ran outside crying. And when I went out after him, I asked him what was wrong and he said that his mom and dad would tell him that he would burn in hell. God gives you free will. Free will they didn't have. They weren't allowed to make choices. I think it just caught up to him. And like I said, that's what Lori Tonkovic stated on TMZ. This whole case is so distressing, and it makes me wonder if there was anything that the parents could have done differently to keep Jacob from doing what he did. Of course, to this day, we are unclear as to why he did this. He was supposedly acting as his normal self and getting along with everyone, Nothing seemed out of the ordinary according to his family. We were told that Jacob made an active choice to continue living on the farm and working on the farm. His parents said that he was very dedicated to it, but could that be because that's what he's known all his life? I mean, even at 25 years old, I wouldn't be surprised if he still felt trapped. He could have just been scared to explore the world because of how sheltered he was as a child. It's really such a sad story, and to think so many ways that this could have possibly been prevented is upsetting. I would definitely like to know more about the impact that Lori Tonkovic left on all the kids, but especially Jacob. I wonder if this was sort of an awakening for them, I guess you could say. Jacob Stockdale is currently at Chillicothe Correctional Institute, I'm not sure if I pronounced it right, to the south of Columbus, Ohio, and his first parole hearing is expected to be in September of 2048. The family band is over and Tim no longer lives on the farm. Calvin now lives in North Michigan and that's about all the current information we have. Thank you all for listening to today's episode. I'm sorry this wasn't released last week. I was sick and you definitely didn't want to listen to me talk. I am back to posting weekly and I'm feeling much better even though my voice is kind of iffy. I appreciate all of you guys' support and if you are interested in short videos where I share paranormal and true crime cases, be sure to check out my TikTok, Lore Beyond the Grave. I try to post every day, but it's not always every day. And if you have a story you would like to share on the podcast, be sure to email me at lorebethe at gmail.com, and that's all lowercase. Thank you all for listening, and have an amazing week.